Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Healing Me First podcast. Stories of breakthroughs, transformation, and healing. I am your host, Chef B, author, educator, health coach, raw plant-based chef, and owner of Inyansipo Wellness Institute. I happen to know some pretty amazing healers and health seekers, and I'm bringing their stories of healing, elevation, and introspection to you. I hope that you will be inspired as much as I am by these stories and will use them on your wellness journey. So tune in, y'all, and let's get to healing. Hello. Hello, everybody. And welcome, welcome, welcome to you, Abba Bailey. How are you today? Great and wonderful. (laughs) Y'all, welcome to Healing Me First. This is my lovely, lovely, wonderful uh, star twin sis. I like to say that she and I have the same birthday. This is Abba Bailey. And today we're going to be talking about healing with heart so, Ab, I want you to kind of tell the folks a little bit about yourself, your background. Just who, who's Abba Bailey? <laughs> well, I like to let people know that I've been a vegetarian slight slash vegan for over 40 years. So um, nice. it's possible to go that long without eating meat and still be healthy. And, yes. <laughs> So I'm thankful. Uh, I'm also um, a massage therapist, mm-hmm. uh, sound healer, aromatherapist, yes. uh, and a yoga instructor. Yes. So I try to touch all the bases, especially for my own self-care. And I'm thankful that I've been doing everything I've been doing because it's paying off. <laughs> yes. So I'm curious, like, what got you started Cause you said 40 years, like you've literally been doing these things before it was in vogue and it was, oh, yeah. it was like cute. So what, what was happening in your life or like just during that time when you felt like that was a calling for you to be healthy and on a healing journey? I won't even say that it was cute as so much as it was considered weird, you know? So what got me on my journey really was um, I had uh, graduated from Michigan State and had gone back home to Detroit and got involved with uh, a very, uh, uh, you know, activist, militant organization, Pan-African Congress. And a lot of the people that were involved in that were also into, you know, eating healthy. So that's really how I got my start. And and I read that book by Dick Gregory, Cooking with Mother Nature. Yes. Yeah, I read that and it just turned me out. You know, I was like, oh yeah, I want to do this. And so I embraced at the time being vegetarian, you know, and and back in the day, uh, you know, you could be an ovo vegetarian or a lacto vegetarian or ovo lacto, which meant that you still ate eggs and, uh, dairy you know cheese and stuff like that and then um i also back in that time frame got interested in raw and living foods too so i was always you know working on evolving from being just a straight up vegetarian and then uh i started with a vegetarian diet more for health reasons but mm. as i got into it 
I was able to transition into being vegan because of more for the compassion. So I didn't start out with the, you know, oh, I love animals and all that kind of stuff like that. I started out more for health, but the longer I stayed with it, the more I could not, um, I could always rationalize away if I ate some cheese, you know, or ate some with eggs in it. Oh, this one time won't hurt. But once I really began to embrace um, the cruelty in the in the dairy industry, I just felt like I didn't want my money to support that. I didn't want to put put you know support an industry that was so cruel. So yeah, no, that's powerful. That's really really powerful. So you know, I know that you've been doing quite a few things. You know, Ab and I have done healing work together. She's done sound baths for me. She's done massage for me. You know, like I, I always tell people like Abba Bailey for me is the blueprint. <laughs> she, she's just the blueprint because as you sort of um, age with fine wine, you know, she is just, it's like graceful. She's constantly working on herself. She's constantly just getting better and refining herself and exploring different aspects of her wellness. And I really get excited about that because as long as you're here on the planet, to me, it's an opportunity for you to explore the fissures of your wellness. You could be excited about yoga and then you, okay, I'm gonna incorporate that. But then there are these other areas that you haven't yet to explore that you can explore that can really expand the healing work that you do on yourself. And so I know now you're really excited about meditation. So I wanted us to talk a lot about that because I know that that's like your baby right now, meditation. Yeah, I started heartfulness meditation in uh, summer solstice of uh, 2019. So uh, little did I know what was on the horizon with uh, us going into the pandemic in the following year in March of 2020. Yes. So uh, at the time, my daughter was expecting and her baby was due. And I was leaving Atlanta to go uh, be with my daughter in Florida. And I can remember the last time I went to the meditation session, we would have these sessions on Sunday mornings. And I was telling everyone, well, I'm going to be gone, you know, for about a month. And, you know, Little did I know that that was the last time that we would actually meditate together in person. But since then, we do meet on Zoom twice a week. And I've also joined another group out of Dayton, Ohio, and I meditate with them as well on, um, you know, uh, virtually. So even though I had just kind of started getting my feet wet back in uh, 2019, the fact that I'm still doing it is for me a real blessing. And it's because of the people that are involved in this type of meditation are very sincere and also very tech savvy. So I've been able to continue on this path. And, you know, I'm thankful that I have had the time to really sit and be quiet and be still, especially in the beginning of the pandemic when we were locked down and told to stay in and like that. That's when I really, really got into my meditation. I mean, I always had been meditating through yoga, but I always kind of felt like I wasn't quite 
you know, it just kind of felt like sitting there and your mind is just, you know, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then um, also being a yoga instructor, I always felt that I had to, you know, sit on the floor, you know, in cross-legged position. And I don't care how long, I would, how many times I would do it after about, maybe I might've got up to 20 minutes where I wasn't uncomfortable anymore. But, you know, at some point, your knees start bothering you, your foot goes <laughs> to sleep or your hips, you know, and you can't really go deep when you're feeling that in your body. And I just know from my yoga practice that I'm really tight in my hips. So it would always yeah. show up. So one of the things that I like about heartfulness is that, you know, you sit comfortable and I could have chosen to sit in a chair, but I started sitting in a chair and it's like nobody, you know, the chair, sitting in the chair just does not cause any problems. And so because we were on lockdown, I wasn't having, going out or doing anything. I started meditating for like an hour and it would just blow me away. It was, wow. It was just like incredible. <laughs> so I want you to really, let's kind of talk about healing with heartfulness. I know that over the years, we've talked a lot about heart work. Um, right. And, um, you know, for those of you, I'll tell you my version of heart work based on our conversations. And then you can tell the listeners what that means to you. But, you know, when I think of heart work, you know, a lot of us have wounded hearts, right? A lot of us have sorrow. We've been um, hurt by different people. We've been hurt by different experiences. And as a result, our heart has closed a bit. And so as a result of that, you know, if you think about just your, your own healing, your just different things that come up in your body, there's some work that needs to be done with your heart. So that's that based on the conversations you and I have had, that's what it is to me. I want you to tell them why you feel like this is important and, and how it's shown up for you and, and the work you've been doing with heartfulness. Well, you know, I'm not, you know, if folks don't know, we have energy centers in our body. And there's seven main energy centers, and these are called your chakras. And they're vortexes of energy where the nerve plexuses and, you know, functions all come together. And they are the center of your body. So you have three lower energy centers uh, in the chakras, the root chakra, you have your sacral chakra, and your solar plexus, okay? So those deal with your more like animal-like functions, you know, in terms of uh, uh, feeling, um, you know, secure or grounded in your, in your group or your tribe or, what, or whatever. And then, you know, your creativity and sexuality is related to your sacral chakra. And then the solar plexus is like your center of power. This is like people that get stuck there, have control issues, want to control everything or, you know, feel out of control, whatever. But then the next uh, fourth chakra is your heart chakra. So we want to operate from at least our heart chakra. This is where we become human. So the lower three chakras are more our animalistic nature. And then as we begin to focus on our heart, we are coming in contact with our human self. So once you bring your energy and focus on your heart, the other three chakras pretty much get handled they take care of themselves okay and then you can go up from the um heart chakra to your throat chakra which is the power of the spoken word 
your third eye, which is your uh, all seeing or your seat of intuition and your crown chakra. So supposedly when you get your energy all the way up and you operating from your crown, that's like uh, what's called, what you asked me a question earlier about, you know, what turned me around a long time ago. And I was reading, uh, I think it was in autobiography of a yogi. And they talked about when the energy gets up into your crown chakra, that's like the thousand petal lotus, you know, and it opens mm, up and mm-hmm. next, like, yes. down into your body. I was like, ooh, I want that. I want to experience that. So that's why I was always interested in uh, yoga and meditation. So with heartfulness, though, the emphasis, the beginning emphasis is on the heart chakra. And the, uh, they have broken it down into different regions in the heart chakra that carry all of the energy that we feel in this earth plane, you know, starting with the uh, earth energy, the ether, the fire, the water. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it continues, it, it builds like that. And you have all of that going on in your heart, but, but you, you want to at least be in your heart because we're taught that, the light is in your heart, that your divine self is in your heart or your, the spark of the divine. So it's the source of light is what you're meditating on and it's in your heart. So I've done other kind of meditations before where I have a mantra, you chant that, or, yep. you know, I use a mala, I've done that. And the breathing, I, I, I can still focus uh, pretty good when I do certain breathing technique or pranayama and meditate. But with heartfulness, you focus your energy on your heart center. Okay. And when you do that, every time your mind, you find your mind going off and just keep bringing it back and you work on feeling what you're feeling in your heart area. So you're learning to move from thinking to feeling. And when you're focusing on yourself, from the inside out in terms of what you're feeling, your thoughts begin to slow down. Mm. Once, you know, so the thing about the thing about when you meditate, that's the, the natural tendency is for the mind to think. So you're not gonna stop your thoughts, but at the same time, you can watch your thoughts. You don't have to participate in them. So they come up. And another one. So it's like you're right. watching. It's like it's it's like watching clouds floating by. So that's one reason why yoga is so good because it does help you focus on your breath. And when you focus on your breathing, that helps slow your mind down. But also feeling what you're feeling in your body also gets you out of your head. It gets you out of your thoughts. So the main emphasis with heartfulness as a beginner is to just stay focused in your heart we do uh and you want to move from from thinking to feeling so when you're feeling you are actually not thinking but you're actually focused Mm. on on the sensations that you have and like you know as soon as your mind gets ready to go off you just you know so say like you might sit for you know 30 minutes and you'll notice that as that time goes, your thoughts start to slow down. So for right. me, it takes me really a good hour before I can get to that point where I'm actually in deep and absorbed within that light that's in my, 
that's in my heart. So I just found, and, and I mean, it's a good practice for beginners, for people who have never meditated, but for, for people who have experience with meditation, it's good to have that experience because again, you can compare what you're, what, what you're feeling and how, you know, like, are you really meditating or are you just sitting there you know, uh, all of these thoughts. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. You have, you I, have like a, uh, I guess like a baseline. And then there are some other aspects of uh, heartfulness. And one of the unique things about heartfulness is it is uses a, a system called pranahuti, which is uh, the actual transmission of the light. So you are receiving that, the light into your heart from the the person who is the the uh, global guide of heartfulness now, there's uh, like over a million people that practice this. So they give you like different scenarios, the ways to help you improve your meditation practice. And one of them, and I, you know, and the thing about it is, when you study other uh, types of meditation, you'll find similarities. A lot of times, they're saying some of the same things, and one of them is you know, to meditate before the sun comes up because yes. that's really important when you are receiving the, the transmission because it's coming from the source of all of this, but it's channeled through someone who can channel it to you. So I know sometimes people say, oh, I don't want to be receiving that. I don't know who that is. <laughs> right. So I'm not really that um, uh burst in explaining all of that but that is part of it because I don't want to lead people you know into something and they go oh I don't want to do that but I tell you the the best thing is experience it that's the thing yes so I want you to tell tell the folks like I mean because I know there are people who are listening that might have a challenge sitting still so I mean many of us have they struggle with meditation right um just getting still and really getting into being quiet, right? And so now we're talking about heartfulness, which seems like more challenging, right? So okay. I'm just wondering, what's accessible, and when you started doing this, what was accessible for you to really start thinking about and doing, actively doing heartfulness? Well, like I said, you know, being comfortable sitting in the chair so that I don't have to worry about, you know, my foot going to sleep or my hip getting sore you know and feeling my body sitting in a chair so one of another thing that helps when we go into our meditation we do a relaxation first so you know you sit and you focus on every uh part of your body and you 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 start by saying that you know the energy of the earth is coming up into the soles of my feet and mm. it's relaxing my 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 toes, my feet, and my ankles. And then you actually, you know, you allow yourself to feel what that yeah. feels like. So it's a progressive relaxation. And then you bring it up into your knees. You take and you breathe. You take a deep breath. My knees are relaxed. It's coming up into my mm. thighs and my hips. You, each time you take a, a deep breath and you say, My hips are relaxed. So you know what I like about heartfulness, they keep it really simple. So even though you're doing a progressive relaxation, 
there are also uh, what they call vestibules in the sides of your body that collect tension. And so when you do this progressive relaxation and you take a deep breath at each of your uh, areas where your joints are, you're releasing, you're emptying, you're leaving that out. So that already helps you, you know, get your mind quiet so that you can be, you know, more inclined. And then when you sit, even though your mind might be, you know, if you kiss, keep coming back to your heart, it's going to do something. You're going to feel it. Yes. Like, so you don't worry about if you don't, don't let that stop you say, oh, I kiss, can't be still, you know, and then they have, you know, we have uh, members that are called uh, preceptors or trainers. They're, they're experienced people who have studied and they'll meditate with you. So that, that, that helps. Um, but it's, it's just like when you finally get in there and you might only get in there for a get deeply absorbed, but not even a minute. It might be like, you know, 30 seconds. It's like, wow. So you get to the point where, oh, I really like this. I, I want to do more. And I was laughing because it, I, you know, studied meditation before I did heartfulness. And I remember reading about how when you meditate, it has this effect on your brain called neuroplasticity. So yes. it's like it's really neuroplasticity. It's kind of like rewiring your brain. Okay. And so when usually when I sit for longer than uh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour, my brain, and I'm not having no thoughts at this point. My brain is like, remind me of the lava lamp, you know? Oh, <laughs> You know, I know about that lava lamp. It's just color and movement and, and black and shapes, you know, yes. and, and that's what I start. And I'm, I'm like, oh, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> so, but um, there are other aspects to heartfulness too, that help with the wandering mind. And, and because you're a yogi, you study the samskaras and the samskaras are impressions that get left on our mind in our in our mind and those samskaras can also go deep into your subconscious mind so the meditation that we do in the evening is um a cleaning and what you're doing is you're releasing you're letting go of things so when you're sitting you imagine there's like smoke or vapor coming out oh, of your coming back out your head. Mm -hmm. yeah coming out the back the whole length of the spine and we just started doing another type of cleaning where you sit and you imagine a golden light or a golden mm -hmm. liquid uh, surrounding your pelvis. And then that moves up your spine and it comes into your arms and out your hands. And then it comes up your neck and into your head. Well, we just started adding that to the cleaning. Then you sit and imagine the smoke, you know, coming out your back okay so the thing about the uh the pelvis and the gold you know i was kind of having a little stiffness in my lower back and kind of feeling it it's gone just from doing imagining that golden light so the thing that i like about heartfulness too with all of this there's so many uh there's youtube uh videos yeah. that you can look at that help you visualize and see see what you're imagining with that smoke coming out your back. But 
one of my challenges that I was having in life, I felt like I dwelt on the past a lot in my thoughts. I would notice, why am I always thinking about stuff that has already happened? And it would kind of bother me sometimes. I didn't want to be thinking about, I really want to be present like right now right. in this moment, which is really, really important. And when I started doing the cleaning, I started noticing, first of all, that when I would sit to meditate the following morning, my mind wouldn't be as active that I was able to go into the meditation deeper. And the other thing about the cleaning was that I noticed thoughts about the past begin to go away. So it was just, I felt like, and you learn, I mean, all spiritual paths pretty much tell you the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. but you have to, you have to pick and choose what resonates with you, you know? So what resonated with me was the fact that I could sit for an hour and really be absorbed and do the cleaning in the evening and know that I was getting rid of the scars. And uh, I guess the best way I can explain to a scar to a person who's not familiar with this term would be like, say like you be at work all day. And I know, (laughs) (laughs) I know people have, you know, issues with their coworkers, or you might have a boss that be snapping on you. And then, you know, you get home, you don't really want to take that home with you, but you know, you be dwelling on it. You be thinking, I can't believe she said this, or he said that to me. You know, you're thinking about what you should have said or something. So instead of doing that, you know, you do your cleaning. And when you're doing your cleaning, you're not dwelling on things that happen, but you're letting go of things that happen during the day. So so it's like a, a a scrub. It's like a you know. It's easy to it's easy to let it go if you do it, catch it, you know. Like, but don't forget, you've had a all your life. You've got impressions. Yes, that's true. Up. So that's when you start getting deep down in there and cleaning out your subconscious mind too. So um, you know, but it 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 gets pretty deep, but. Because, and I know that you're, you know, a yogi and you've studied, you know, the yogic texts and all of that. The person who is the uh, head of heartfulness now, he has written some of the most beautiful pieces about um, the yogic path and what yoga. So actually, heartfulness is considered uh, Raja yoga, yoga of the mind. So you're mm, getting yes. into the, you know, when you look at Patanjali and he wrote like about the eight limbs of yoga. So the uh, meditation, that's the whole purpose. I mean, you know, the the, at, the actual doing the postures and all that, which is called the asana, you know, that's great for your body. Yeah, that's, yeah. If that's what you do, you do that to prepare you to do to do the meditation. That's right. That's right. So so I found now as uh, I'm uh, living longer, you know, that I may not be into doing a whole lot of handstands anymore and, you know, really uh, uh, acts of physical strength, more into the mental part of it. Yes. So it's the yoga of the mind. So so it's just, it's perfect. It could, like I said, it couldn't have come at a better time. And now that I have more time on my hands, I've really had a chance to you know, experience it. And there are some other parts of the heartfulness. 
that we do also, you know, uh, one of the things we get together and we meditate together a lot. Are you familiar with the term egregore? I'm not. What is okay. that? Uh, egregore is uh, an energy that when people get together, they form a group and they get together and they meditate, that's an egregore. It changes the energy in the area. Oh, I'm very familiar with this. Um, right. When the pandemic started, I think, you know, like there were different meditation groups that would get together to meditate and right. like the collective energy at a particular time, probably like an e evening, you know, just right. so that you can collectively right. put good energy into well, an intention that you have, right? Yeah, that's so an egregore. Something like that? Yeah, that's an egregore, you know. So, so that's the beauty. I mean, Really, everything is energy anyway. You know, when we get we get so caught up in this uh, physical material world, like, well, if you can't, you know, see it, you can't prove that it exists. But everybody works on energy. You know, energy in terms of even when you uh, be around certain people, you get a vibe from them. That's energy. You yeah. know? So it's all, uh, it all, it all like ties together. But I was saying that the, 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 he writes about beautiful writings, the most beautiful writings about uh, yoga and uh, um, in consciousness and, you know, elevating our consciousness. But the most important thing they say, you know, just be in your heart, always be in your heart. And one of the things they say, when you meditate in the morning, when you notice how you feel, because they encourage you to journal, to write how you feel, and that helps you to pay attention and to observe because you know you got to write something. Yeah. You take that feeling with you throughout the day, you know. So when that boss is whatever, you don't let that affect you. You still go back into that space of calm and relaxed and peace. I think this is important for people because it will help you with. Uh, your blood pressure, you know, mm -hmm. yes. and, 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 and your immune system. When you have stress, your immune system is not as strong. So I want to ask you, Abba, thank you for bringing those two things up. You know, for you, just like this sort of wellness practice, healing practice that you've been doing for all these years, you know, how would you say, like, what, what's different now in your life as a result of now adding in a more intense, heartful practice, what what are some uh, some things that you've noticed about you know yourself now that you're doing this more intentionally and deeply that may not have been there even though you were doing all these other wellness things? Well, you know, um, I would say, like I was saying before, you know, being able to release thoughts about the past, things that happened you know, not rehashing certain scenarios over in my mind. I've been able to let that go. But also what I notice, just not easily triggered anymore. It's like I'm able to, you know, just... It's so good, yeah. And, you know, just let stuff go. Just don't make a big, you know, uh, just keep it light and easy. And I, I think the, the, the main thing is is really being in my heart, you know, and checking in in certain situations and and saying, okay, be in your heart, be in your heart. Oh, like a good example. 
you go to a store and the person that's like helping you or waiting on you, it'd be kind of, and then I just start, you know, radiating light to them from my heart. Mm, I love that. And they shift. I mean, really, it's it's like palatable, you know, you can really palpable. You can really see the difference in people when you radiate that energy of love to them. Yes. It's so funny that you, you say this, like, for me, I think about this as compassion right. and just constantly just being coming from a place of compassion and love. And I've had those experiences at the grocery store where someone look, they're, they're having a rough day mm-hmm. and they're not ta- they're taking it out of you and they're not being as customer service friendly as they could be. Right. And, and you just say, you know, I hope you're having a good day. I hope they're not stressing you out. You know, you make a something, you make it like a joke. Right. And you immediately see their energy shift. So you're absolutely right about that. Or people around you, right? Not just at the grocery store, but you know that something's going on with folks all the time and never taking it personally, right? Right, right. Yeah, well, that's one thing, you know, we, that was from uh, the four agreements. No that's take right. it personal. Never it's taking it personal. It's about the other person's stuff. You ain't got nothing to do with it, you know. But so you won't be that person. That's why it's important to actually, you know, it's what we call a sankalpa. A sankalpa is your intent. You set your intent when, after you meditate, you know, that my mind is balanced. My mind is at peace. You know, yes, uh, my mind is that. connected to the absolute. I have the mind of the absolute. So, you know, and, and, and it's not a thing that says that you can't be on whatever uh, religious path that you've chosen. Uh, religion and spirituality are two different things. So whatever religion you choose, you know, that's fine. It just, things like this just help you be a better Christian or a, a better Hindu or whatever way you choose or a better uh, uh in terms of, you know, traditional African religions, whatever. It doesn't interfere with any of that. It's not saying you can't do that. It's just something to enhance and to help you grow spiritually. Yeah. And we all know, you know, for those of you who are listening, you know, spirituality is so important as part of your wellness, right? And having some form of spiritual practice where you're checking in with yourself because many of the times we're not checking in with ourselves. And so that's why disease and these other things are festering in our bodies because we're not listening, right? right. Yeah, it's <laughs> we're like not a, listening. It's, it's a disconnect. You've disconnected. But when you meditate and you go in deep when you meditate, it allows you to connect with that part of yourself, that aspect of yourself, that's divine. And so when yes. you, you know, it's like we could be searching outside of ourselves for what we want. You know, we want this, we want that. We have like all of these desires and everything. But ultimately, what are we really looking for? And if we sit and be quiet and be still, we will find what we're looking for within ourselves and it dwells within our heart. 
Wow. I think that's a perfect place to leave it. So before we wrap up, I just want to, I want to ask, is there anything that you'd like to just sort of share with folks about, you know, their beginning, if they're thinking about doing heartfulness meditation, is there anything that you might want to say to them that where they can start, you know, a resource that, you know, would be helpful? What, what, what would that be? I would say go to their website, heartfulness.org. And then there's also another uh, website, heartfulnessinstitute.org, which would, will tell you how to like get like someone to come and talk to you about it or something like that. Like if you have a group and you want someone to come, you can do that. But if you go to heartfulness.org, they're on their website. They have the three basic things that we do the relaxation before the meditation and then the actual meditation and the actual cleaning. So that's, and, and, and then all the other resources that are available through heartfulness, you can get them from the website. They have a beautiful magazine, the heartfulness magazine. You can get the link from their website too. One okay. of the most beautiful and, and bottom line, they don't charge you nothing. Oh, wow. That's even better. <laughs> oh, you know, like, I know there's so many spiritual things that you can get, guided meditations, and you got to order them from Amazon or whatever. All of this information that they share is free. They ne- they don't charge you anything. It's all free. And that, re- that really impressed me. That's you amazing. Know? Yeah. Well, so I will actually, I'll mm-hmm. put it in the show notes for sure okay. so that people can uh, access it. And so how can people connect with you, Abba Bailey? <laughs> I have a, 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 a Facebook page for my yoga studio, Quiet Blessings Yoga. So you can always reach me. I check my messages on there. So you can always reach me on there if you're interested in talking to me personally about it or either uh, I do private yoga lessons. So, you know, I can do that too. Wonderful. Well, so you're such a blessing. I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming on today and chatting with us. And you guys, you know, you always can connect with me on Instagram, all the platforms. Instagram, I am Chef B with three E's. On YouTube, Essentially Chef B. Facebook, Essentially Chef B. And then you can also check out our offerings at our website, chefb.com. And again, that's with three E's. Be empowered, energized and engage. Yeah, you I guys, want one of the shirts. <laughs> oh, you want one of the shirts? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely get you one of the shirts. Wonderful, okay. wonderful. All um, right, y'all. Well, thank you again, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you are looking to transition to a plant-based diet and are in need of support with your meals, then visit EssentialMealsToGo.com and check out our services. We offer three-day, four-day, and five-day plans. Elevate your meals today and visit EssentialMealsTheNumber2Go.com to learn more.